This just in, the ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. Welcome to another bonus episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Tess. And this episode, we are reviewing the new Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. Mm-hmm, we sure are. I saw it, like, probably a little under a month ago, and you just saw it, like, last night, right? Yeah, my wife and I saw it yesterday. It was, uh, Tuesday and Wednesdays are our uh, weekend for us, so we went and mm-hmm. checked it out. There was no one there, which was fantastic. Really? Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, it was, like, you know, 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a on a Wednesday, so. Oh, no, nobody's going to be there. No, but. no, especially <laughs> not in, we're, you know, kind of in a suburban sort of town, you know, so mm-hmm. everyone's kind of at work and whatnot, but but it was so it's perfect. I honestly I like having our weekends be Tuesday and Wednesday because you get all mm-hmm. your errands done and it's super super easy <laughs> to, to get around. Yeah. Town. But uh, well, what do you think? Yeah, I was gonna say this is not the errand podcast. <laughs> this is the Joker podcast. What's well, on your grocery list, Corey? That's even better. Let's talk about that. Exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, and real quick at the top of the episode, uh, guys and gals, uh, this is just like the Batwoman episode we did last week. This mm-hmm. is going to be full spoilers. This is going to be a full-on free-form conversation. So we're not like breaking the movie down or anything like that. We are just discussing discussing it and seeing where the topic and and where everything goes. But right at yeah. the top of the gate, initial feelings. I enjoyed it. Oh, good. Good, good, good. I did too. Yeah. I mean, what did you enjoy about it, Corey? Uh, all right. So first off, I mean, we got to appreciate the fact that we even have this movie, you know, like that someone yeah. even had the cojones at D- DC. You know what? I take it back. I don't know if it's a guy or a gal, but someone had the insight to say, you know what? This movie would be pretty awesome to have. And I imagine that if the DC extended universe that they were trying to push was a success, you know, mm-hmm. years ago. We we mm-hmm. would not even have this movie. This ha- this movie happened because the DC extended universe kind of bombed and now DC's been kind of just throwing whatever they want to at the at the dartboard and seeing what fits and yeah. honestly What is a DC extended while you're on that? What what is that? I've always heard that. So so they tried to push you know, Justice League was a part like co- like coincides with Bat, um, not Batwoman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, oh, Batman, oh, Aquaman, yeah, 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 and, and okay. all that kind of stuff. And now they're even. I mean, Shazam is still like sort of loosely connected to the DC mm-hmm. extended universe or the DC cinematic universe, however you want to refer to it. But they tried to follow the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe formula, and. It didn't work that well for them, and they've been slowly trying to just kind of do whatever. And this is like the first movie that is fully just standalone, you know? Yes. Yeah. I love that. I freaking love that. Even though like Shazam clearly like takes place in the DC extended universe, like uh, Mm -hmm. uh, the same Superman is there because you can see at the end of the movie he's wearing like uh, the same dark Superman costume as the Justice League (laughs) Superman and Aquaman is in it. They they reference Aquaman and Mm -hmm. the Aquaman movie itself is also a part of the the DC extended universe, the DC cinematic universe, except they just don't reference the other stuff anymore. So there's kind of in this weird gray area with some of these characters like Wonder Woman is still going to be a part of this overall 
cinematic universe, but now they're able to start peppering in, I think, while they move away from it being a shared universe, they're starting to pepper in these standalone movies that really don't have any connection to it, and and Joker's one of them. And I say Mm -hmm. we're lucky to have it because it's a rated R comic book movie, and that is not common to come across right because you want to appeal to kids exactly you want to appeal <laughs> yeah. this movie is absolutely 110 percent not for kids at I all know. But oh my god no. i've been rambling forever <laughs> please i want to know what you think what you thought of the movie before we even start getting even deeper into it oh um well afterwards my husband and i like um as soon as it was done we were just staring at the screen like just in shock of how amazing it was we couldn't say anything and all of a sudden we turned to each other and just started like blabbing at the same time like did you see that did you see that that was awesome da 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 and i'm i'm hearing a lot of like what's the word flack slack about um people are like that's not my joker that is just not my joker and here's the thing joker doesn't belong to just one person and that's the beauty of it is that we have all these different kinds of jokers and this was just this was so different I think it shocked people to the point where they were like you know there's some I'm, I'm learning there's some comic book nerds that are just they, they want it to be the way it was in the comic books don't go past what it is don't make it any more than it has to be but like if you really just sit and soak it up it's a beautiful movie. It's beautiful. Like, I hope it wins stuff. I hope Joaquin Phoenix wins stuff. He was just, oh, man. It was, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, and I did, I mean, I did too. I hope Joaquin Phoenix, you know, gets up for something. I mean, how awesome would that be if a, if a mainstream comic book movie is is up for some co- sort of an Academy Award? Now, before mm-hmm. you guys, you know, yell at me that that's happened before with, like, Road <laughs> to Perdition and whatnot. Because, you know, that remember that Tom Hanks uh, movie, Road to Perdition? It was, it's actually, that's based on a comic book too. There's oh. actually a, a History of Violence, I believe, was a comic book as well. The Cronenberg movie. That was okay. all cr- a critical, a critically acclaimed and everything. There's a lot of these little movies that you don't actually know are comic book movies, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of, like, fly under the radar. But this is like one of the few I mean obviously there's Punisher and everything out there but this is one of the right, few right, right. you take like a mainstream comic book character and just go full on rated R with it and that's yeah. pretty awesome and to your point of like this not being my Joker you're right like there are so many variants of Joker there's the animated version done mm-hmm. by Mark Hamill there's mm-hmm. the uh, you know there's Jack the Nicholson o- the Jack Nicholson Heath Ledger mm-hmm. um, Cesar Romero Jared- from Cesar Romero, yep. Jared Leto, Jared yeah. Leto, which is the worst, but that's okay. <laughs> and I think for me personally, I always enjoyed as a kid reading comic books that were that you would. And a lot of times, the DC has these called Elseworlds, and Marvel has mm-hmm. them. They're called What Ifs. They're kind of the same scenario. Yeah. But I yeah. like seeing pre-existing characters. In a different light. I like seeing pre-existing characters go through different motions or or different origins just to have fun with it. So I'm already just predisposed to being totally fine with just a retelling. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. even with Jared Leto, I was just like, sure. Like, it doesn't bother me because it's like, yeah, if that's not my Joker, then I still have the animated series version. You know, I I love Heath Ledger. You know, I love Jack Nicholson just because, you know, I love Heath Ledger Ledger doesn't mean I can't love the Jack Nicholson version version, and they're so different. So I, 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 and and Joaquin Phoenix was just 
a, oh my a God. sheer joy to watch. That man, holy cow. Like, even to his laugh, the Joker laugh. This is the first time where it felt like the Joker laugh was actually, I mean, not even felt like it was. It was absolutely involuntary. It's actually a real, um, uh, I don't know if you call it disease or just a, um, what would you call it? A not disorder? A, disease. a disorder. It's called uh, pathological laughter. And you just laugh and la- and it was like I was getting uncomfortable when he was laughing. Like it looked like it hurt him to laugh, you know. And and I um, actually uh, did a little research, and he auditioned this laugh to the director, um, Todd Phillips, who actually did the Hangover trilogy. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, he does a lot of like comedy movies, and then he did this, and he wrote this too. You know what? My theory still stands. I think that comedians make the best dramatic actors. Seriously. I mean, gosh, it's like you can do like hyper funny and then you can just it's literally the opposite. Drama is just high stakes. You know what I mean? But anyway, it's almost like the same coin. All you got to do is flip it over. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But this this movie like Everybody that I come in contact with, except for you now and my husband and maybe one other person, they're like just so upset. They're just so upset. But here's the thing. I think that what people are most upset about is that it glorifies violence and maybe makes people with um, mental disabilities look bad. But in the same time, anytime you put a shooting on TV, that is glorifying gun violence, no matter what, you know. And so it's like, what is the Joker without violence? Um, He's just a failed comedian. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the violence is his is the Joker's punchline, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's his glee. That's his um, detachment from society is is ruining it. <laughs> yeah, and I like how they sort of dabbled with what's real and what's not real inside of his head, and mm-hmm. you know, they kind of dangled some some ideas. You know, I, I hear people talking online um that like you know is was it all in his head you know Mm -hmm. is he really the real joker that we know or is he the inspiration to the real joker um now if he's not the quote-unquote real joker and he's just the inspiration sure Mm -hmm. that's fine whatever that doesn't really bother me uh if you said to me if the director came out and said that no, all of this was in his head, and or even worse. Remember the scene where he gets in the free the refrigerator, like and closes yeah. the refrigerator. Like then, uh-huh. what if at this point is just all like his Jacob's ladder scenario? Like it's all his dying thoughts, essentially. Oh, okay. A spoiler alert to Jacob's Ladder, the movie that came out like in nineteen like eighty five <laughs> or something. The whole movie is uh, him dying, and that's just all it is. Uh, but um, <laughs> but like if that's the case. Then I say the movie's pointless because if it didn't yeah, happen, that kind of ruins it. Yeah, if yeah. it didn't happen, what's what did I just watch? What's, what's the point? The point? Of it? So I choose yeah. to believe that the stuff that the filmmaker says or showed happen, I feel that it did happen because even mm-hmm. the, the filmmaker showed us that his interaction with his neighbor, uh, played by Zazie Beetz, um, he Deadpool two. Uh, yes, yep, <laughs> she yep. was in Deadpool. She was too. awesome in Deadpool too. I loved her in Domino. Deadpool two, mm-hmm. and they showed that that was a part in his head. Like once they revealed it, so I feel like if it was if he didn't do the stuff at the end, they would have revealed that as well. But I choose to believe that oh. the stuff that they showed did all happen. You know? Yeah. 
And I think it's so cool that this movie makes us ask questions like that. Like, you know, people might get upset that there's so many different innings and they want to know exactly what happened. But gosh, we need more movies that make us think. It's like, um, do you remember Clue back in the day? Of course. With, uh, yeah. Well, did you know that in each uh, different theater, they had different endings? So people would come out and be like, oh, this person with the candlestick did this and this and this. It's the same thing. It's just, it's just making up your own ending. And apparently... Mr. Todd Phillips has an answer to what happens, and I guess there might be a joke or two if there's a joke or two. I don't know if we necessarily need a joke or two. Yeah, I don't know but... if I would need that. I, th- I feel like the story's been told. If it's a if it's a one off, then then that's fine by me. But to be completely honest with you, uh, they've been saying it since day one that it was a one off. But the amount of money that it's making, pfft, it ain't gonna be a one off. They're gonna make a sequel <laughs> to it, and they're probably yeah. gonna ruin it. You know, hopefully not. But, you know, I I very much enjoyed it in, in the same way that I enjoy Taxi Driver. It's yeah. very much, uh, uh, I mean, it wants to be Taxi Driver. Like, like let's cut That's, straight yeah. to the, the core. I mean, This, this movie wants to be Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. And the, isn't Robert De Niro, isn't he ta- in Taxi yes. Driver? Yes. Yeah, he played, I mean... <laughs> he played the main character. He played Travis Bickle. And it's kind of like the same sort of scenario where you watch this character just descend into possible madness. You know, like mm-hmm. here at least they say he has a disorder. And, mm-hmm. you know, at some point he even says he's off his meds. So you can kind of like track what's going on. And... Like with Travis Bickle, you don't really he I don't he's not really on meds, but he's got his own brand of, of <laughs> issues and it culminates into a violent climax. Um mm-hmm. my favorite, favorite, favorite part of the Joker was uh-huh, the me. city of Gotham. I really loved, yes. I loved how they made it look like a nineteen seventies New York, which grimy. I mean if you wa- grimy. Yeah, grimy and gross and dangerous yeah. around every corner. If you mm-hmm. go back and watch like like French Connection, go back and watch uh, <laughs> uh, Taxi Driver and and you'll see I mean this is the New York that I grew up with watching, which is this terrifying this pre Giuliani and you know Politics now aside, you know, Giuliani cleaned up New York. And mm-hmm. before that, it was it, it was Gotham. I mean, it was like a cesspool. And I love how they recreated wow. that for this movie. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And speaking of taxis and speaking of New York, it uh, looks like Joaquin Phoenix actually did that one stunt where he ran into the hood of the taxi uh, hood. Oof. I guess people saw him running on the street and they caught a, there's a video on it somewhere floating around on YouTube. And uh, yeah, he got hit and you see him roll to the ground and pop back up and keep getting chased by the detectives. Pretty gnarly. I mean, committed? I think so. (laughs) Isn't it crazy though? Like if you're the Joker, other than Mark Hamill, which I may be wrong, but you have to really be a method actor when it comes to the Joker because the Joker is just really a mental character like he's not normal you have to dig you can't just like learn your lines and just have a funny laugh or whatever you have to dig into why like why he does all these things that he does and this movie tries to show you why which is great you know I don't I very few times do we get this much insight into the Joker and you know we're talking about him and I assume we kind of just both at this point assume that he is just the Joker that we all know and Mm -hmm. this is the 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 you know his his origin tale and if and if that's not the case great we'll we'll tackle that later but we can only assume that that's what the case is now and I, I can't even imagine 
other how many other actors could even pull this off because mm-hmm. yeah, right, he's right. Such a, he, Joaquin Phoenix is such a great actor, and mm-hmm. I think he understands the Joker in a, in a way that a lot of us, a lot of other actors, might not be able to get down into because even in his private life, he does a lot of crazy stuff with the press and everything kind of remember when he was acting like a rapper rapper? with the yeah yeah, with the big beard and everything and you know like I I get why he does this kind of stuff because ever since he's kind of been around everyone's always asked him about his brother River Phoenix you know yada yada Mm -hmm. yada and I think he just gets tired of like just answering that question over and over again so I think he's learned to just kind of deflect with some crazy stuff or at least take control of the narrative himself Right. Uh, not and to right. not just be his brother's brother, you know, River Phoenix's brother. Yeah, well, he doesn't come across as a person that like wants to be famous. He sincerely loves his craft, you know, and it shows in every single movie that he does. Even when he was in Her, you oh, know, I love it was her. like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, so good, and he was great. It was like probably as close to how he actually acts, but he just dug into that character as well he's got a win did he win an award yet i mean has he won anything um, he might have been up for something for gladiator i want to say but i i can't remember off the top of my head but he is one of those actors that i just you just can't take a your take your eyes off of him you just keep like watching (laughs) him because he's he's so riveting his performance is so riveting and especially in this i mean i don't think this was a perfect movie as much as i've been glowing about it this whole time for about 18 minutes i actually think there it has some problems it it, pacing wise it wasn't you know terribly fast um but it what makes the movie so amazing is just him is watching his performance and it's that's what kept me engaged the entire time mm-hmm. up until the end like I, I i love how what his joker looked like my big problem i feel was that i saw too much of that joker in the trailers and i wish huh. they had saved it because he's only that joker for like the last 15 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. that when he's all made up and everything but his transformation is so amazing the way he the way he carries himself differently when he he finally figures out his purpose for being when he finally figures out who he who he is and everything the way he cares Mm -hmm. carries himself is amazing but my big problem was that they showed a lot of that during the trailers like him dancing on the stairs and stuff and uh i just kind of wish they'd save that but that's more of a gripe towards the trailer system and not so much the movie itself well that stair scene though that gave me goosebumps i'm not gonna lie he was, um, I, I read somewhere online that when he went up the stairs at the beginning of the movie, he was like uh, Arthur, Arthur Fleck, I think his name is. He was Arthur Fleck and he was like, you know, being cast out of society for something he couldn't help being who he was, blah, blah, blah. Then he was coming down the stairs. It was like a symbolism of his detachment from society. Just not really given an F anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah, because he, he came, he, he, you only ever saw him go up the stairs as Fleck and then he came down the stairs as the Joker. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, that was his transformation and, and mm-hmm. that was him like, basically, you know, his trials, that was him ascending his trials because even though he's quote unquote a bad character in this movie and I guess I shouldn't even use a quote unquote because he he just is he's he's a bad guy he's still he's still our our protagonist of the movie so yeah, we have point. to root for him and that that yeah. in and of itself is not 
easy for Todd Phillips to pull off to take yeah. a character that first off you know where he's going to end up and right. to right. see it and to actually I don't know if we ever rooted for him but didn't you kind of root for him to be like look stop being yeah. kicked around and and you yes. know like you've seen him go through so much he's he's such a schmuck he just like was a complete schmuck by at the beginning of the movie and this movie just by the end of it when he's coming down those stairs he's not a schmuck anymore and that's no. what's that's what's cool now granted he's not fully transformed because he has to run from the cops but right. everything he does has more just grace to it you know even though he did get hit by the 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 car but you know he still got away <laughs> he got up yeah he got up he got up he, he he has his energy there you know how do you think about how they portrayed like his mom's his relationship with his mom it was I thought it was very interesting and I thought it, I kept thinking like oh that's so sweet like he loves her and she loves him and then when she kept saying that she's getting a letter in the mail and then oh and then how they depicted um uh Mr 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 Wayne Thomas Wayne his name? Yeah. Thomas Wayne that's the meanest I've ever seen him like he's usually like a sweet dad well and this one he was that's a jerk. the thing like and none of the you don't really get to see much of the Waynes in any of Batman's origin stuff, except for Batman Begins, you probably got to see the most of it because um, mm-hmm. you did get to see some of the dad and everything. But for the most part, you know, you think back on on you know Tim Burton's Batman and mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's like and even like the the video games and stuff. You know, when you're playing as Batman in the animated series, you never really see the parents, and I think that helps to make them more saintly. But I'm again not trying to get political, but if you're gonna be a rich guy who has you know who who is powerful, mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna be the best guy in the world. That's just the way oh, it seems yeah. that things are. Truthfully, yeah. I I think that I think that we always see the Waynes through Bruce Bruce Wayne's eyes. That's true, and yeah. we're f- finally seeing them through someone else's eyes. And I gotta say. I think he really was the illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne because there was a shot at the end where he was looking through his mom's stuff and he came across a picture of his mom and he turned it over and there was a note on the back signed TW, which... I didn't even see that. What? Yeah, which is is Thomas Wayne. I can't remember exactly what it said, but I remember I was like... It says something, and then it was signed dash, you know, TW. And it's like... I was like, oh, crap. And that's when he cried and he kind of crumpled it up. Yeah, I I got to rewatch it. Maybe it says something else, but I thought that that alluded to the fact that he really did love her. Like it was yeah. all just a powerful cover up, and that the yeah right, and that the adoption might actually have been set up by by Bruce Wayne. Like I I totally not Bruce Wayne, Thomas Wayne. I totally buy that that would be the yeah. case. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, like at the end, I was like, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. That wasn't his adopted. Uh, that that was her adopted son because even though Arthur did really or the Joker really did get beat up by her um, ex boyfriend his mom's ex boyfriend he was too much like her like they had the same mental things going on it couldn't have just been a coincidence like and why would she adopt a kid what who would let her have a kid it takes a lot yeah to get adopted that, yeah, that was you know? my that was a big red flag to me i was like she has too much of a mental illness to adopt yep. a kid 
Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was my takeaway. I, I'm putting it out there that I think that Thomas Wayne is actually his dad. And mm-hmm. if this is the Joker, uh, the Joker is the older brother of Bruce Wayne. Honestly, oh my gosh, that's, can you imagine? That's not something that bothers me. It honestly, right. it honestly makes me like their relationship a little bit more. If yep. the whole time, like they were brothers, like two parts of the same coin, there's just so mm-hmm. much that you can go down that road. So, but yeah, I, I don't even know. Maybe I feel like that's even been done before but I don't know. I'm sure someone really? could tell us if it was, but... Yeah. But here's the thing. If they do Joker 2, which I kind of hope they don't, because every time you do a freaking sequel to, like, a deep movie like that, it does not work out, ever. Name one. Like, you can't. And, and before oh. you say your thought, in worst-case scenario is if it undermines this movie. Like, if they give us right. something that right. actually negates or undermines the magic yep. of this film. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to say that... Um, what was that going to Floy? That was my fault. Nope, that's okay. No, no, no. I um, it was about I said the Joker and he was gonna. Oh, if they bring in Batman, like it kind of ruins it. Like they can't show Batman as Batman. Like I was thinking that it would just overpower because people would be like oh, Batman. It would no longer be about the Joker. The Joker would be the antagonist. He wouldn't be our protagonist anymore. It just wouldn't work out. You would have to see, like, Batman in all shadow. Like, you would have to show it from the Joker's yep. point of view. So, mm-hmm. like, you could never – you'd always have to see, like, Batman in the shadows or something. Um, but I, I'm with you. I don't want to see the Batman in this universe. That being said, I did like the fact that they touched on how Gotham – Gotham's people need a symbol. Now, in this movie, they yeah. gravitated towards the wrong symbol, which is the clown, which is the Joker. Yeah. But it shows that as a city, they are in desperate need of some kind of symbol to latch onto, which is why Batman will come into play. I mean, if, if in this movie, Bruce Wayne is, he's like 12. So, like, we're mm-hmm. talking like at least another, you know, uh, uh, 10 years till Batman shows up. I would yeah. say, and but Joker would be so old. That's like that's the only thing that kind of throws the, the wrench into like this is the Joker yeah. that we know. Yeah, he was so nimble and so quick and so intelligent. Like, I think Joaquin was like almost like fifty, like just you know. And if you add a sixty-year-old, seven-year-old Batman, uh, excuse me, Joker, like it just it just wouldn't work. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I, I don't think that Todd, Mr. Todd Phillips, set it up to be that way. I think he purposely made it so that people won't be like, "Oh, now Batman will come in." It's like, no, no, it's it's not going to happen, guys. It, yeah. There's no way, you know. Yeah, and do you think that the guy was that Alfred that was talking to? Yes. Yeah, and they never even yeah. mentioned his name, but I liked that he had a bit of a British accent. Although I liked mm-hmm. that he was like more like like a beefy kind of guy, not like you yeah. know slender or anything. But maybe that's just because yeah. he was young and virile or whatever. But uh, yeah. I was like, that's cool. Like that was just a totally different Alfred, completely mm-hmm. different. He was more of a father. We all know this, but he was more of a father to Bruce than. Thomas was in this movie at least I was like I would not want Thomas as my dad away yeah you know yeah I think that's I think that's the takeaway is that I don't think Thomas Wayne is a great guy at least that's not Mm -hmm. what they show here but yeah it's it's I liked how they did that I liked that we saw Thomas Wayne in a different light and Mm -hmm. I liked how they butted the riot up against um the death of the waynes like i like how that was the catalyst to the waynes getting killed you know that was the reason yeah the same (laughs) night that was the reason they had to leave the the theater early that was the reason they cut through the alleys because there's too much chaos on the streets you know it it was great i mean like i said if this 
if this is another universe where Batman, you know, like, uh, I, I don't care. I liked mm-hmm. how everything worked out here. You know, yeah. I very much It was a beautiful it. song. Yeah. Like, at the end, you're right. Like, it's just a beautiful, like, dun 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 Like, just a good song. And then that happens, and that happens. And then how about the ending, though, at... You know, with De Niro, with uh, Mr. Murray there. Yeah, getting getting shot. I mean, that was cool. Oof. I, I kind of expected yeah. that to happen. You truthfully, did? like he, I was like, he's got, you know, he's like, he's got the gun on him. He's not going to kill himself. So who's he going to kill? You know, it's either going to be yeah, uh, Robert true. De Niro or Mark Maron uh, in the, pre- <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. By the way, Mark Maron with a beard looks pretty good. Good. He should keep that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we like Mark Maron? I can never remember. I feel like everybody goes back and forth on that. Or maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know him. You know, he's just uh, everybody else does. But, oh, okay. Uh, he, uh, do you ever watch Glow? Do you watch the? the- yeah. Oh, yeah. He was on Glow. That's right. Yeah. You're totally right. Yeah. Dude. And then in this, he was um, like the handler of Merv. Like when they were talking to the Joker in the dressing room, he was yeah. the guy with the beard. The other, like the producer or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I like that Robert De Niro did it, especially since this movie owes its very existence to Taxi Driver. Which is, I, I love all the things that they, like, spun in there. Like, he was kind of Johnny Carson-esque. Yeah. You know? Yep. Um, and this was in 81, so would the Johnny Carson be show beyond be Now, on then? did they say that it was in, that this movie took place in 81? Was there ever a, a thing that said that? Um, I looked it up to be sure, and everybody kept saying 81. Okay, cool. Well, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, Carson was still on in, in the early 80s, of course. Um, I equated him more to Merv Griffin, and I don't know if Merv Griffin was, was off the air by then. But, I mean, it doesn't matter. The template's still the same, you know, the late-night talk show host uh, back in the 80s, basically. But, I mean, that makes sense. If it's 81, it's still – New York still had that late 70s vibe to it, you know. Oh, yeah, of course. They just came from the 70s. They were still yeah. shaking off the 70s <laughs> now, then. Did you – yeah. Did, did you think that, like, what did you think about him killing his mom? Um, I did not see that coming, but I didn't squirm too much. I was sad. I was sad because she lived a very hard life, um, and he is too. But, like, I mean, I feel like when he did that, because that was probably something he's been maybe wanting to do since he found out um, in the movie, but, like, it was like when he did that, it was just like a domino effect. Like everything. He was like, oh, I can kill her and I got away with it. Nobody knew. She just died at the hospital. He's like, what else can I get away with? Um, what do you think? I, I took it more of like he needed to kill her in order to be birthed as the Joker. Like he right. knew that he couldn't become who he was destined to be with her still alive because I think he knew in the back of his head that he would still be trying to please her. Um, Like some part of him would know that he couldn't achieve his, and I mean his goal, you know, which is to Mm -hmm. become this, this person, he couldn't achieve it with her, her there, you know, it was a bunch of emotions and everything, but yeah, I'm with you. I was not shocked by that. Do you think that he killed Zazie Beats? Like, we didn't see it, but do you think he killed her? Or do you think he left her, like, just walked out and left her? I really don't know. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's the one part of the film that, like, I honestly have no idea. Because think about it. Whenever he murdered someone, there was something that showed that he murdered him. Like, when he murdered the um, the nurse or the, the social worker at the in very, the hospital. Very end. Yeah. Yeah. And he had the bloody shoes. It was like, okay, he definitely killed her. But, like, that one with the mom and daughter, I have no idea. Do you think he killed her? 
I think he probably did, truthfully, mm-hmm. you know. Um, sa- sadly, yeah. I think he probably did. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. There's That's a little bit more ambiguous because, yeah, you see proof of every other kill that he's done, um, right. whether it's on screen or not. So I guess, okay, all right, well, if I have to stick with my guns of saying that, like, everything the filmmaker shows is, is the truth, then oh. you know what? He didn't kill her because the, okay. the, the filmmaker didn't show any proof that he did. And right. I think maybe he didn't. Um, you they know had what? to show that. Scene. We also, wait, wait, go ahead. We also mm-hmm. saw that he didn't kill uh, the little the little guy. Um, yeah, that's right. So, that's right. So he does that, seem to oof. have some kind of twisted honor, morality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, <laughs> twisted morality. So, yeah. Um, that that scene was the only scene that really got me squirming in my seat. I was like, ooh, you know. And you know what? Though um, afterwards. I was talking to my husband, John, and he was like, I'm scared, like, to see this. Like, if that guy were to be out and about in town, and I was like, you know what? Did you notice that he only killed people that did him wrong? Mm -hmm. There was nobody that was unjustly, in his eyes, killed, right? Good point. Good point. Even Merv uh, Merv Griffin, whatever, uh, Robert De Niro's character, because he blamed him. He's like, you made fun of me for showing. You're right. Good point. So then he probably did not kill Zazie Beats. He probably walked out and just just left. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I would have called the cops if I was her, but it's also Gotham. I don't know how good their police force is or if they care about people that aren't rich. If he just you know left, I, mean? I, I got the impression she probably just let it be, you know, and just, oh, yeah. and just made a mental note to, to not be around him and to make sure to always lock the door. I don't yeah. think she probably would have called the cops if, if he let her live like that. But they had, yeah. And they had to show that beat, though, because they had to show us that that they had fooled us. Like, about their relationship because even i was thinking like is their relationship real like what does she see in him i'm not understanding yeah but how what a testament to the director that he convinced us as much as the joker is convinced of his own reality yeah it's like he put us in the joker seat that's how convinced arthur fleck was Mm-hmm. He, you know what I mean. He literally put put Arthur Fleck goggles on us. Yeah, I mean, he, you have to you know? to make the protagonist such a bad person because we can't sit through a two hour movie for someone that we hate, right? Like right. we have to feel a connection to our protagonist, and mm-hmm. that is not an easy job to do with somebody as as broken as Arthur Fleck is. Yeah, and what a challenge too. And like, I think that is probably if you're gonna start with like this type of film for any villain like god i would start with freaking any other villain but this one because the joker is just so deep but he did it and he was brave and i think he did a good job i I don't know i do too i I think i think everyone everyone did a great job here i hope it's up for awards i hope people go see it um Mm -hmm. i don't think it's the greatest thing ever made that's i think it got it did get kind of hyped up by uh, not unjustly i mean it is a great movie but it received a lot of hype i'd say lower your expectations just a hair <laughs> when you go into it and you, you know, i think you yeah. might enjoy it a little bit more because with the expectations that are out, out now about this movie it's like you can only be let down right like everyone's talking about how fantastic yeah. it is you know what it's it's not a perfect movie 
It's fun. It's entertaining. Uh, it's a great deconstruction of a character. It's a great look inside what it makes a character uh, fantastic. Will I watch mm-hmm. this movie a uh, hundred times in my lifetime? No, probably not. I'll probably no. see it a couple more times. I'll probably watch yeah. it once every few years or whatever. I personally, I love the Joker, but I love him against Batman. So okay, by himself, okay. he's he's great Respect. and all. I mean, it's totally cool. He's Respect. great and all, but like. You know, when he actually has Batman to play off of, that's mm-hmm. when he really shines. And, you know, I, I'll probably go back and would rather watch Dark Knight, um, you know, versus versus this. I still yeah. probably enjoy Heath Ledger's Joker a little bit more. Um, oh, okay. And yeah. it's mainly because we don't get to see the Joker in this movie until the last 15 minutes. Like, yeah, I loved true. his Joker so much that I wanted to see more. And that's probably my huh. biggest disappointment. Interesting. He looked so awesome as the Joker. He, oh my gosh, he he really did. And the fact that he had like a clown background and that's where it stemmed from. Like, I just feel like they put so much detail in this. I've also, you know, you go into a lot of comic book films expecting the hero, expecting action, expecting justice, and none of that is in this movie. And I feel like if people go in with the idea that it's not going to be that and just sit and slow down, slow down, watch this movie, take it moment by moment by moment, because I think it's art. I think it's different, and it's really hard for me to not like art because I I just saw the heart in this to me, mm-hmm. you know. And you know what? You have more of a Joker background than I do, and so maybe that's that's why I'm okay with it. But there's a little kid inside you, side of you being like, "But the Joker's this, and it's this, <laughs> and it's this." So, but yeah, that, I'm glad you liked it for the most part. Yeah, though. no, I like I said, I I did. It's just it's I, I wanted to see more Joker at the end, and gotcha. I think it, it kind of ended a little bit quickly. But as a whole, I thought it was very entertaining. Um, I probably won't buy it, you know, like on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. but I'll watch it again, you know, here and there, and uh, always probably be entertained and always probably find something new to to see in the movie because it, it was there was a lot of stuff layered you know they we didn't even talk about the fact that we actually got to see Ar- arkham asylum before it was arkham asylum it's arkham state hospital yeah. which is really cool and it looked very yeah. more like hospital you know and mm-hmm. and even like grimy hospital <laughs> every performance in this movie is so much fun even the the clerk that goes get yep. him gets him the records like his interaction with that guy that actor the clerk actor was great like he did mm-hmm. a great job like everyone in this movie does a fantastic job and it's it's a very entertaining film. I just wish we got to see the Joker for a bit longer than we did. I understand. Oh, and speaking of the clerk, did you know that he was the voice of the dad in uh, Spider-Verse? Oh, cool. No, I did not. I love <laughs> <Yeah>. that movie. Because <laughs> he's a voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Good for him. So he went for, yeah, he went from Marvel to DC. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you and your husband plan on seeing it again in the theater or probably just wait for video? No, or we both looked at each other. We're like, cool. Did you get it? All right. We're not watching it again <laughs> until we absolutely have to. It was deep and we were both like just, we had to come home home and watch forgetting sarah marshall which is our go-to like happy movie because we know every single word to it we definitely bonded over it so we had to come home and watch that like (laughs) i have strong feelings about forgetting sarah marshall 
I know you don't like it. No, I don't understand. I, it's a brilliant movie. Because I I hate Jason Segel and I hate the fact that we Boo. sit here, like I hate that he's a, like like he just whines the entire for two hours in that movie. I love it. I know. I love it. I know. I love Russell Brand. He's my favorite. <laughs> we could just do a review on creating Sarah Marshall and we'll just leave you out. So I'll just do it. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, All right. Well, this oh, this was a lot of fun. Um, this yeah. is a bonus episode, so we still have mm-hmm. our. You know, we're still doing our month of Spooktober, but this fits pretty well into our Spooktober month, I'd say. Cause it it's, does. It's definitely a scary movie. It's just more uh, emotionally scary. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love to just throw these little nuggets of awesome at you guys whenever we can. And we have plans for future ones. So let us know if you guys like these. And if you don't, too bad, because we really do. Um <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, catch us on Instagram. Corey, where can we find you? Yeah. I got uh, got the Instagrams. I'm on uh, at Corey Nation. And, uh, you know, a few podcasts here and there. But make sure the with Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast, please make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That is the best way for people to find us. It's still kind of like I don't know, the main source for podcasts. And yeah. uh, with, with Apple, it's the reviews that kind of put us up higher in the in the search results so if you if you enjoy what you hear please 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 feel free to just take a minute or two and leave us a nice little review on apple Podcasts. and if you only use spotify or something follow us there or recommend yeah. us to your friend that's even better to get other people Give to us listen a follow. exactly yeah. And, yeah. and tess where can we find you online you can find little old me at tess Llanos. that's t-e-s-s-l-l-a-n-o-s all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this bonus episode of The Joker. If you haven't seen it yet, we're so sorry for the spoilers, but we warned you. Anyway, we'll see you guys next time on Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. <laughs> nope, we're cutting that. That was terrible. <laughs> Please use it. <laughs> this has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey.